welcome to the Future Proof Podcast. This is our monthly podcast where we chat about stuff we've been working on and anything cool we're planning. I'm Melissa Avery Weir. And I'm Gregory Avery Weir. And today we have a special guest. Dr. Lucy Arnold of Liminal Consulting is here to talk about the survey that we've run for the last couple of months. Hi, thanks for having me. Happy to have you here. We're going to chat with you a little bit about some of the survey work we've been doing. Uh, Before that, though, we've got uh, an interesting little task we've been working on for Exploit Zero Day. Yeah. We've talked in the past, I think, about the, the user blocking system we've had in place where we want players to be able to say, oh, I don't want to hear from this player just for whatever reason, right? You want to be able to block people on the internet. Um, but what we didn't have is we didn't have that system in the game itself where you could hide people's levels from your notice. We didn't have that hooked up to the forums right? so that you'd also block people on the forums when you block them in the game. Um, we're working on the code, and we think we've got it to to make those two things go together. So when you block someone, you block them on the forums, and, and when you unblock them, they're unignored on the forums. But we ran into a thing <laughs> with Discourse where... Discourse is an opinionated piece of software. And what we mean by that is it's a it's software that where the, the developers have decided that there is a right way of doing things, there's a right way of running a forum, and the software is designed to enable that approach and not really interested in supporting alternate approaches. Mm-hmm. And I think generally we like that sort of way of doing code. Yeah, like if, we certainly like products or you know anything from games or whatever that that actually live their ethos right like yeah. if you say you are here for something do that thing yeah um, and, and on the flip side if you say you don't have an opinion and you don't have a way of examining something you actually do, you do. and you're, you're you're just not <laughs> servicing it um but it meant that like discourse assumes that you only ever want to ignore someone you should only be able to ignore someone for four months or less, I think was the number. Which is bizarre. And A third of a year? What? Yeah. Where does that number come from? And also, you need to be a relatively well-established member of the forum in order to start ignoring people. Which, again, what? Does not match the way that we imagine things. Their, their ideas like discourse requires communication and, and requires, you know, good, good, communi- good community building means that people have to be able to hear other people's points of views. Not how we feel. Or, I understand that. Or any social media network yeah. I want to be part of. Um, but it meant that I actually had to go in and create a plugin for Discourse that would sort of reach into where ignoring is turned on and off and pull out bits and allow other bits to be customized. Um, so we've finally done that. And we'll probably, when we do this next deployment, whenever we do it, we'll probably link to that. You know, no support provided. It's really simple. Yeah. But if anyone runs into a similar thing with, with Discourse, they can certainly use that. It's definitely um, one of those things that was like, okay, we think now that we know that we can hook in with the API to set a user as ignored, we think this task might be an hour or so, right? To yeah. user test, like something like that. And then it was like, oh, snap, you cannot do it permanently. Or, it, you know, indefinitely, I guess. Uh, yeah, so it ended up being more like four hours of work, including a lot of research and reading through forum posts and so on mm-hmm. so uh that was unpleasant understandable but also reveals the opinion of the developers and designers of discourse yeah but uh speaking of community building yes um and we... social capital yeah <laughs> 
Lucy, let's talk a bit about uh, the the. I think we called it a community survey, but it was also to help us direct our marketing um, of the games we make and, and of ourselves as a as a. Uh, I, I, I was ourselves as a brand. Brands are hard. I guess for me, marketing has that kind of unethical, this is something you don't actually want that I'm trying to persuade you how to purchase (laughs) vibe to it. So I prefer the idea of community building uh, because we're all in a capitalist system, but communities don't have to operate within that capitalist system. Yeah, I know that Lissa and I have often felt kind of grimy trying to do marketing or PR for that sort of reason. Well, that's actually when we first started talking about this, Alyssa uh, was expressing that kind of feeling about griminess associated with PR. Yep. And I think, you know, people, uh, businesses want to be able to do good work and find communities who want that work and who need or want to be a part of that community. And so um, creating that kind of alignment between people to me is better than thinking about it as marketing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and also maybe more accurate, right? Yeah. In, in terms of what you're doing. When I think of community, I think of people in a single place, right? I think of people on Reddit or people on a forum. When I think about marketing, I think about a dispersal of information. And so part of the reason my mind didn't connect those things automatically, I mean, not that people, obviously people have communities on Twitter or various other more separated in asynchronous locations. But the reason I have struggled with how to link those two is that is a forum the answer, right? Like, Yeah, I mean, marketing does have that sort of one-way mm-hmm. feel to it mm-hmm. and thinking about it as a discourse, not yeah. that I'm referring to <laughs> yeah. the same thing that you've already been talking about, um, I think is really helpful. And I think uh, a survey is uh, a good starting place because it encourages a conversation. Um, it encourages you to think about um, what you're creating and how people are thinking about what you're creating and what kind of like what, what kind of use um, people have for that. Yeah. Uh, so you have a survey now. <laughs> oh God! Yes. Uh, so it ran from end of October, late October, until December 10th, if I recall correctly. <laughs> yep. Uh, so about a month and a half, give or take. Is that correct? Yes, that's how time works. Yeah, and and we certainly like gave you some ideas of what we wanted to to know and so on. But but you, Lucy, you did a lot of the actual design of the survey yourself. And what was that like? How do you do that? How do you go about <laughs> that that process? How, what's what's your if that's, if that's not the magic sauce that's like yeah. <laughs> the whole business, you know. I mean, it is the magic sauce, but it's a craft, right? I mean, yeah. it's something that you have to practice doing because um, it, you all had a lot of ideas about what you wanted. And so uh, a, lot of, a lot of the start of that process was to listen to you to try and figure out, um, one, what, what did you really want? Mm-hmm. And then two, what of those things that you want are actionable, right? Because some of the things... Uh, you know, some things you're curious about, right? And yeah. you like want to do some inquiry on it. But if you don't have a use for that information, um, you, you might not always want to put it in something like a survey. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, if you guys were, this were an academic survey, that might be a little bit different because sometimes we do really long 
really complex academic surveys, but you don't want to send something out like that to your community <laughs> because mm-hmm. then people are not going to spend the 30 minutes or longer um, that yeah. it's going to take to fill that out. So you wanted it to be something short mm-hmm. um, and engaging for your community um, because that's the other thing about it is it's not just a survey for you to learn from. It's also an opportunity for you to say, here's how we're thinking about our community. Here's mm-hmm. how we're thinking about the people who play our games. It's a piece of rhetoric, right? right. Yeah. yeah. So it shows how you frame the mm-hmm. people in your community um, and also plants a kernel of, of thought. Um, I was thinking about that as I was looking at results and some of the questions we asked were, have you heard of this game, right? Like, have you heard of uh, Silent Conversations, mm-hmm. which is an old Flash game that is hosted on futureproofgames.com. Mm-hmm. And by virtue of putting that question there, people are going to be like, I had, no, I haven't heard of that, which is fair. Mm-hmm. Um Will they go look it up, right? They now at least know the name of it or have heard the name of it that they might not have ever heard before. So, yeah, I was definitely thinking about that as, as I was looking at the results. It's like, hey, folks just learned about six new games they hadn't heard about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's great. You yeah. know, I mean, that's a good use of the tool um, that you're doing. Um, and then you're also learning something about um, the people who are taking it. So that's good. I think the big thing that came out of the creation of the survey was really... Uh, listening, getting all of our ideas down. You know, we had a shared Google Doc where everybody was contributing and we were really thinking about it. But then in the end, we really had to think about the scope and clarifying your questions um, so that you could get what you wanted um, out of it. So that was, I think, maybe my role in that part of it was <laughs> figuring out how to turn those into questions that we're really getting at. Because a lot of times you can't just come out and ask the thing that you really want to know because people often don't know how to answer right. those kind of questions. Yeah, I mean, part of <laughs> what we're hoping for from the survey is how do we actually get to sell stuff? Right. And that's not really or like... And some of it is come play our free stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah how do yeah. we get our? How do we get you to play our stuff? But right. that's, not, that's not a good way to approach interacting with someone is right. to say here's what i want from you and also like it's like if you if you make a game and you're like give me feedback on the game or tell me what you want to see in this game if you get a lot of armchair game design yeah that is not useful i mean it's there's, that's there's, really i don't yeah. want to be harsh but yeah like, there's there's a there's an adage that's like feedback is very valuable from players but players often don't actually know the solution to the right. problems that they identify because that's not their job right that's not but their... they are very good at knowing what's wrong yes or or what how they feel about something that's wrong yep so this seems like a, a very comparable type of situation where you want feedback but folks probably can't give you the solution right yeah well, so we now can talk about, this is the exciting part, because we can kind of talk about what actually happened. So, yeah, results. Okay. So you've completed 100% of all the analysis you're going to do on the data already no, in just no. a few days. No, 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 no. I'm going to do a much deeper dive into the data. This is just a sort of initial taking a look at it. So to, to be clear for, for listeners... We closed the survey very late on December 10th because mm-hmm. we had some issues with the survey provider. And it is now the afternoon of the 14th. Mm-hmm. Um, we have just finished a role-playing game for several hours. So <laughs> I'm sure that Lucy has done all the analysis in the last several days. Well, 
So there will be a deeper dive, but just a few interesting things to sort of um, start. One is about data collection uh, that I just think is really interesting. Uh, so you know, uh, you sent out this, this is a digital survey. Mm -hmm. um, so people were mostly probably taking it um, mobile and on their computers and it was disseminated through social media and their email. So a lot of times surveys don't even get clicked on. So yeah. that's one big issue with it is even getting surveys out there. Um, and even once they get clicked on, a lot of people don't complete them. So right. one thing that immediately stood out to me is that you had, guys had a 73% completion rate, Whoa. which means that 73% of the people who clicked on it finished it. Holy shit. I yeah, have, I have worked, really good. I have worked at a lead gen company and 73% would make their day. Right? We have very awesome <laughs> folks who took the survey. Yes, That's great. thank you. Yeah. Oh my God. That's amazing. Uh, I will say the last survey I conducted, which was an academic survey, um, the completion rate was significantly lower than 73%. <laughs> so I was immediately struck by that and I think that that speaks to like how you got it out there and also to the engagement of your community. So Yay. Yay. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that is that is awesome. And then just sort of top level looking at results. So you talked about branding mm -hmm. uh, going into this. Yeah. Yeah. And quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. So you, in a way, are offering part of your branding with the survey mm -hmm. because it's what you think, you know, your brand is. With right? options. Yeah, exactly. With options. So it said something like, what, what do you think of when you think of Future Proof Games or mm -hmm. when you think of Future Proof Game works yeah it was transhumanism and yeah. quirky and something like that well quirky is uh, yeah that's the one right that was yeah. the highest result like you're quirky yay so <laughs> and <laughs> hopefully in mostly good way i i think so i mean one yeah. i think quirky is one of those words with a great connotation right because mm -hmm. yeah. it's not esoteric that sounds bad but quirky <laughs> that's good yeah it's unfortunately kind of hard to leverage like, it's hard to be intentionally quirky. Yeah. But yeah. I guess it means that, you know, if it, assuming that the deeper analysis holds this up, we can be comfortable being weird. We don't have to right. go like, oh, well, we don't, don't want to go too far afield. Right. Well, yeah, that's actually another thing that I, like, just some of my initial impression from looking at the results about how to think about the quirkiness maybe that people like is I think one thing that your um, respondents are saying is that you have high expectations for players of your games, hmm. and they love that. They dig it. Hmm. Okay. So, Interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, I can show you in some of the qualitative um, analysis when we take a look at the results, but um, it comes up very consistently. You know, people say things about cleverness and the quality of the writing and um, that kind of thing. Cool. You can't see this, but listen, I are dapping. Yes. <laughs> that was the soft sound of a dap. <laughs> oh, where's the explosion? <laughs> a little delayed. Okay, that's Thank cool. You. Thank you for this editing nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all staying <laughs> It must, because I, I will not cut successfully around that. <laughs> Excellent. Two things that came up. Two things that came up from the responses, both in the close-ended questions and the open-ended questions, were uh, puzzles and meaning. Those are two obviously very different things. Uh, or not. Well, yes. I think they're probably two different things. <laughs> At least in this context, I'm yes. not trying to talk about language. I mean, I am a language professor, so like we could go there. But 
Now, I will temper that by saying that uh, a high majority of your survey takers were some combination of Majesty of Colors players and Exploit Zero Day players. Oh, well, okay. So, yes. do take that into consideration yeah, that... when you think about both of those games, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but on the other hand, that does mean that they are people who have played our stuff, right? Like, like right. these, are, these yeah. are existing members of our community. I think that's also good to know. Yeah, that um, those are the two games that uh, at the top of the list for a lot of the respondents. Yeah. Uh, and then the other part of the results that I will just very quickly touch on uh, would be the issue of social media and mm. how to communicate mm-hmm. with people. <laughs> I think that's something we're going to want to dig into uh, on a little bit of a deeper level. Yeah, that's something that we've definitely struggled with for like years. Every... For, for for a while we were like posting to a whole bunch of networks until we realized that like probably no one wants to hear from us on LinkedIn. Uh, your survey confirms. Okay. <laughs> yes. Do not use LinkedIn any further for right. future youth games. <laughs> and then there's the question of do we only like one of the things we've struggled with is is there any harm and broadcasting everywhere, even if we don't expect engagement on LinkedIn. Yeah. Like, is there harm there? If not, then... There's cost, right? There's our own effort and and sweat and tears and pain. Yeah. That that is important. I mean, that effort is actually important. Yeah. Because you only have so much energy that you're putting into a thing, and you do need to think carefully about what you're putting that energy toward, in my opinion. Yep. And then I think you also have the other thing to consider. I think a lot of the stuff going on with Facebook was not as big when we first began this survey, but there's also the ethical question of whether you (laughs) want to engage with something like Facebook. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If not for anything I do that's related to development, like the fact that we have, like, Facebook login... Mm -hmm. And things like that. If not for that, I'd have closed my Facebook account a hot minute ago. <laughs> like, it's only for that dev stuff that I have it. Yeah. I mean, so those are all really legit questions. Uh, and I also think it's interesting that this was actually one of the lower um, responding areas in the whole survey. So we left the survey so that people did not have to take any of the questions that they didn't want to. Mm-hmm. So you can also see which of the questions were most engaging to the mm. people who took the survey. Writing a survey is sort of like game design because you do want a Definitely. survey to be engaging uh-huh. for the people who are taking the survey. You I have, don't I have taken many boring surveys. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, I'm a bit of a connoisseur of surveys, so you definitely want your survey to have that sort of engagement. And it doesn't have to be fun, but you do want it to be engaging, right? Yeah. And create some kind of meaning for the people who are taking it. And so we also have that level of analysis, which is thinking about which of the questions did people take? Mm-hmm. And a lot of them did not even respond to some of the social media questions. And and that's an interesting fact, you know, like Oof. thinking about what that means. You that makes know. it tougher. Um, if one of the important things we wanted to know was how to, where to engage with people. Well, and they did answer some of the other social media questions. Okay. So we'll, we will have some data to, to take a look at in terms of where, where people want to engage okay. yeah. uh, with you. So that'll definitely be something we'll be able to dig into. I definitely think it'll be interesting to have some conversations about streaming and Twitch and mm. oh, uh, yeah. that oh, kind yeah. of thing. So There's that. <laughs> Uh, do you guys have any other questions for me right now? Try not to make them hard ones. 
Was there anything else that particularly surprised you just glancing through? Even if even if something you're not sure about from, you know, you haven't had time to analyze the data, but was there anything that popped out at you as like, this is a weird thing? I think the thing that surprised me the most, which I have to give a little bit of background to, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times when you're doing a survey where you want uh, high response rates, mm-hmm. you keep it to multiple choice mm-hmm. um, or some kind of closed uh, questions, uh, and you don't often have required open answers, that kind of thing, because it mm-hmm. takes more time for people right. to write things, and yeah. people don't, don't always want to take that time to write things. Yeah. You had a lot of respondents who wrote things. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That is interesting. Yeah. There is a high level of, I would say, written engagement uh, with your survey, and some of it was quite lovely to read. It <laughs> so, was. I will admit, I went through it. I was like, oh, these folks are so sweet. Not, I mean, not even just kind, although a lot of it was very kind, yeah. but also just really lovely so like well written yeah i mean you have some some smart creative people taking the survey kind of what we want to inspire so that's good to good to hear awesome well thank you dr arnold for coming on the podcast to talk about this with us we are really really excited for like the deep dive and working through like my mind tends to focus a little bit on what's actionable but also, I'm interested in sort of the broad sense of things, right? Like the, the softer side, for sure. You're just hyped for that slideshow and there's charts and graphs. Absolutely. Oh, it's going to be a slideshow? <laughs> yes. I'm excited. Excellent. I've got my laser pointer. Now, will it be PowerPoint or will it be Prezi? <laughs> I said, don't ask me hard questions. <laughs> Being a favorite child. I know. So Greg and I have been working on something else interesting that we'll be talking about in January's episode, which is that we have been doing sort of a broader life cycle planning process for our games. So this is instead of like normally we would do like a launch timeline, right? So here's what here's what the month leading up to launch looks like. Here's what a few weeks after looks like. And this is like emailing press and social media and update the charts. And this is like, what do we do with the majesty of colors over the next couple of years? What are interesting things we can add to it? What are kind of um, points of interest for players, things that we can add? And so as we're we're looking at the Majesty of Colors first, we'll cover probably maybe Rosette Diceless, maybe another one. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, it, it's a lot of meetings, so we don't yeah. like, you know, we also want to do other kinds of work. And so in January, we'll talk some about kind of how this looks like if we take a couple of our games and we look at this what the next couple of years might bring and then we kind of overlay these on top of each other that kind of helps us set priorities for what our work looks like in the next in the upcoming months so we're excited to talk about this we'll see kind of how things look so that's look forward to that next month yeah i mean we don't really know exactly how it's going to end up yet so uh once we do we'll we'll be able to talk about it a little more clearly exactly so lucy i would highly recommend that people consult with you for survey design and analysis and and other advice surrounding that that sort of community building stuff Uh, if folks are interested as well how would they get in touch with you thanks you can find me on twitter at lucy reads every one that's the numeral one and we'll link to that in the show notes. Yep. Or via email at zen.lucy.arnold at gmail.com. Excellent. And you can find all of our stuff over at futureproofgames.com. We're over on Twitter at playfutureproof, and we'll probably be staying there. <laughs> uh, and on Facebook as Futureproof Games, which, you know, we'll see. Hit us up with questions or comments over on our blog or social media. 
Our theme music is Juparo by Broke for Free, which is available under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license. Thank you.